message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Did you come with your Bibles this morning? Oh, okay. Let me see it. Not that I doubt you. Just want to be sure. There are no liars in this church. I just want to be sure. Just raise it up. Oh, just wave it. The devil doesn't want you to own one. He doesn't want you to bring it to church. And he hates it when you read it. Say, so this is my Bible. I love my Bible. This morning, I open my heart to receive instructions from the Bible. I declare that I'm a doer of God's instruction. So help me God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Open with me this morning to 1 Thessalonians 4.3, Hebrews 13.4, 1 Corinthians 6.18, and Ephesians 5.3. Four openings for now. Four openings. Four openings. Glory to God. 1 Thessalonians 4.3, Hebrews 13.4. 1 Corinthians 6, 18, and Ephesians 5, 3. Hallelujah. I begin with 1 Thessalonians 4, 3. For this is the will of God. Tell your neighbor, what pastor is about to share with us this morning is the will of God. Tell the other person the same thing. And so, by the time I'm done this morning, nobody should live here doubting whether it is the will of God or not. What we're about to discuss this morning is the will of God. But I'm not using the New King James, I'm using the Amplified. And so if you don't have the Amplified, just listen to me. The New King James is good. That is our original version. But for certain reasons, I'm doing the Amplified this morning. For this is the will of God, that you should be consecrated, separated and set apart for pure and holy living, that you should abstain and shrink from all sexual vice, that each one of you should know how to possess, control, manage his own body in consecration, purity, separated from things profane and honor, not to be used in the passion of lust like the hidden who are ignorant of the true God and have no knowledge of his will. That no man transgress and overreach his brother and defraud him in this matter or defraud his brother in business. For the Lord is an avenger in all these things. The Lord is an avenger means the Lord is the one who punishes. As we have already warned you solemnly and told you plainly. For God has not called us. God has not called us to impurity, but to consecration, to dedicate ourselves to the most thorough purity. Therefore, therefore, Family Worship Center, whoever disregards, sets aside, and rejects this, disregards not man, but God, whose very spirit, whom he gives to you, is holy, chaste, and pure. For this is the will of God. Hebrews 13, 4. Marriage should be honored. This is the easy to read version now. Marriage should be honored by everyone. Who is everyone? Who is everyone? Who is everyone? Marriage should be honored by everyone. And every marriage should be kept pure between husband and 
wife. God will judge guilty those who commit sexual sins and adultery. The first place says God is the avenger. This place says God will judge guilty. 1 Corinthians 6, 18. I'll do the New King James now. Flee sexual immorality. Tell your neighbor, flee. Now, flee means to abscond. Flee means to run away. Not to run towards. To run away. Flee means to bolt. Like Usain Bolt. To bolt. As in you are running, the, your, your feet is touching the back of your head because of the, the bolting. Aggressive running away. Flee means to leave far away suddenly. So 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, flee sexual immorality. Turn to your neighbor. Tell them boldly as you look at them. Say, flee, flee. sexual immorality. <laughs> Do that to the other one. Thank you. You are a good people. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And finally, Ephesians 5, 3. But sexual immorality amplified. And all moral impurity, indecent, offensive behavior, or greed must not even be hinted among you. Must not even be hinted among you. Tell your neighbor, certain things are not supposed to be hinted amongst us believers. That means certain things, the rumor shouldn't even appear amongst us believers. But sexual immorality and all moral impurity, indecent, offensive behavior, or greed must not even be hinted among you as is proper among saints. For as believers, our way of life, whether in public or in private, reflects the validity of our faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for bringing us to the second half of the year. At the beginning of every new month, you are telling us that you are giving us a second chance. A second chance at life. A second chance to be better people. A second chance to succeed. Father, we thank you for giving us another chance today to hear your word. Cause this word to penetrate our spirit. Father, give us an understanding heart. Cause us to be yielded to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, if, if you have children here who can understand certain things but cannot comprehend certain things, uh, I wish you can take them away to the children's church or the youth church. We forgot to make the announcement. In the next three weeks, we are going to be discussing a subject that we would rather not have children here. Uh, so, so there may be some adult content or content that are meant for those who can hear, comprehend, and understand. Do you understand that? And so I apologize for not sending this warning like last week, but it's okay. So I'll manage today very well. But in the next three weeks, don't travel. Be around. Every part of this series, within this series, is important. God is speaking to us. So today we are continuing with our series on Christian character. We are continuing with our series on Christian character, and it is part nine, sexual purity. Part nine, sexual purity. Sexual purity. And so we'll begin by asking a question. What is sexual purity? 
From where we read already, minimum, four scriptures that we have read, we already agree that sexual purity is God's will. Do we agree? Do we agree that to live sexually pure, to flee from immorality, is God's will? Now, do we want to do God's will? Why are we slow now? Why is the voice low? Do we want to do God's will? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So what is sexual purity? There is no straight definition like other definitions, but God has helped us to put certain things together. So the first thing I will say is that everyone sitting here belongs to a sex. And so that is why when you are filling a form somewhere, they will put sex, male or female. Have you seen that before? It's not the world that designed that. God designed that. The Bible says when he created them, he made them male and female. Male and female, he created them. Boom! That is the beginning of sexes. And that is the beginning of sex. In doing that, what God did was God categorized human beings into two sexes, male and female. And it's for function. And from there, every human being got their sexuality. So God is the one that made us sexual beings, not the enemy. God created us as sexual beings. Every man here has a sexual impulse. Every woman here has a sexual impulse. So God is the one that made us sexual beings. And he made us in only two categories, male and female. There's no third one. Just male and female. So God is the one. I need you to take note of that. God made us sexual beings. Now, because this is too important to God, God made us sexual beings and accompanied his creation with guidelines. And so there is a godly guideline for expressing our sexuality. A godly guideline. He infused it in scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. He put there guidelines for expressing our sexuality. So, because God created us, because God gave us guidelines for expressing our sexuality, therefore we must go to him in his word to seek out those guidelines and adhere to them. We are not permitted to seek guidelines from the society. We are not permitted to seek guidelines from social media. We are not permitted to seek guidelines from the government unless the government is in line with scriptures. We are not permitted to seek guidelines from philosophers. We are not permitted to seek guidelines from any social strata. Our guidelines comes from who? Our guideline comes from who? I want you to be awake with me this morning. I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. So... We are all created sexual beings. And the one who created us gave us a manual with instructions to guide the expressions of our sexuality. So what is sexual purity? Sexual purity, therefore, is expressing our sexuality within God's guidelines. Expressing our sexuality within God's guidelines, free from corruption, contamination, filth, in honor of our creator. Let me take it again. Sexual purity is expressing our sexuality within God's guidelines, free from all forms of corruption and filth, in honor of our creator. What is sexual purity? It is expressing our sexuality in thoughts, in thoughts, in words, and in actions within the boundaries of biblically defined marriage relationship. It is expressing our sexuality in thoughts, in words, and in action within the boundaries of a biblically defined marriage relationship. 
What is sexual purity number three? It is honoring God. Honoring God with our sexuality. And when I mean sexuality, what am I saying? The capacity to have sexual feelings and the capacity to express such feelings. Family worship center, are we together this morning? Glory to God. And so, sexual spirit, uh, purity simply means expressing this, our sexuality that is God-given within the boundaries that God set. And anytime you step out of that boundary, then you have become sexually immoral. And that is what we read. It says flee from all forms of sexual immorality. What is he saying? Stay within the guideline of the distance that I have given to you. And so what are his guidelines? What is his standard? If I put them together, what are the standards? What is God's standard for sexual purity? It is to express your feelings and your sexuality only, only within, within the boundaries of a biblically defined marriage. Listen carefully. I'm not rushing. If I can't finish, I stop. We continue. God's standard is that even though he created us as sexual beings, we are not allowed to express it outside of the marriage boundaries. That means if you are not biblically married, you are not permitted by God to do anything sexually. And even when you are married, you cannot do anything outside of God's ordained methods and procedures within the marriage. Because there can still be impurities within the marriage. And we get to all of that. Are we following so far? This is a Christian character. And it's one important character for this day and for this time. The world is confused. The world is confused. But it has been there from the beginning. It has been there from the beginning. Perversion entered sex all the way from Genesis 3 and Genesis 9 and Genesis 19. So it's been there. It's not new. But God's rules, God's guidelines has never changed and it will never change. Somebody say amen. amen. And so God designed sex. God designed sex and approved the expression of our sexuality only within a biblical marriage. And we'll talk about what is a biblical marriage down the road. And even in that biblical marriage, there are certain things that are not honorable to God. Honorable to God. Remember, the Bible says, whatever you do, including basic things as eating and drinking water, do it all towards the glory of God. So even though in marriage there's a permission for it, there's an approval for it, if it is not giving God glory the way you are doing it, it becomes sexual immorality too. Do we understand it? Glory to God. If you are with me, just encourage me. Just encourage me. What it is guideline? His guideline is that within that marriage also, Within that marriage also, the expression of that sexuality must be for mutual consent of companionship, enjoyment, procreation, devoid of coercion, bullying, threats, sanctions, and manipulations. Thank you, thank you. I'm getting a little encouraged now. And so we said, it is endorsed reserved for marriage, biblical marriage. But within that biblical marriage, it must be within mutual consent for companionship, enjoyment, procreation, devoid of coercion, manipulation, bullying, and threats. All of that, even while it's within the marriage center. And finally, within that marriage setup, if it will involve 
sexual activity that will involve intercourse, it must still be within the boundary as designed by God. God designed certain things after he made us sexual beings, gave us certain organs in our body that are purely for sexual expression. Anything outside of that also becomes sexual immorality, becomes abuse. Am I overloading us? Are we together? If you are together, just encourage me. And so, like I said, we are dedicating three weeks to teach this line by line, precept by precept. It is a most Christian character for now. It is one area where we have become the same with unbelievers. One area where unbelievers are not even seeing a difference between us and them. And if there is no difference, why would they want to be like us? So this world today and next week and next week is coming to shape us, to put us in a place where there is a difference between night and day, light and darkness. We are children of light. We must be separate from them. Somebody say amen. amen. And so every human being created by God was created a sexual being. After the creation, God accompanied his creation with guidelines. The guidelines is what will determine whether you are sexually pure or sexually impure. We are together. And so today, I'm just going to jump to how we will keep ourselves pure. Then I'm coming to talk about the kinds of sexual impurities that are around and the dangers. But today... We will talk about how to keep ourselves pure in this very impure society. Do we agree to that? Somebody say, is it possible to be sexually impure? Anything that is not possible, God will not ask you to do. I need you to know that God is a good father. He's a righteous father. He's a holy father. He will never tell you anything he wants you to do if he has not empowered you to do. Sexual purity means sexual holiness. For your information, that is why he gave you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is to help you live holy. And so before he's asking us, before he's asking us to live sexually pure, it's because he knows that he has given us the equipment. That's why he's not asking them outside there. He said it shouldn't be mentioned amongst us. In their own camp, it's a normal thing. Glory to God. So how do we stay within these guidelines and keep ourselves pure? For your information, other human beings have lived pure, and many human beings are still living pure, and so you can. Mary lived very, very pure. The Bible says God looked for a pure woman all around and found her, and found her. Joseph was pure. Even when the best and the most beautiful within the city was looking for him, he said, no, I want to honor God with my sexuality. Jesus, who is our ultimate example, lived a pure life. The Bible says the enemy couldn't find anything in him and that he was tempted in every way. That means Jesus was tempted by babes too, by pornography too. Oh yes, he was tempted by everything, everything, everything. So if they triumphed, we also can triumph. Say, so if they make it, and if they made it, I can make it. Say, so I have the spirit of God. So number one, the time is running is not my friend. Anywhere I stop, I continue. Number one. You must make a decision. You must make a decision to live in sexual purity even in this perverted society. It begins with a decision. I set before you life and death, blessings and causes. You choose. We are children of God. Quite all right. But the kind of father he is is not a father that forces people to do things. He allows us to express our free will. 
And so you are the one who will make the decision because you want to honor God with your life. You will decide that no matter what happens, I will live a sexually pure life. The Bible says concerning Daniel, Daniel proposed in his heart not to defile himself. You are the one who will propose in your heart not to defile yourself. I can tell you that no matter where you are, no matter where you live, wherever you go, these temptations are everywhere. And they're becoming cheaper by the dozen. Uninvited. But you are the one that will make the decision. Everybody is vulnerable. The Pope is vulnerable. The bishops are vulnerable. Pastors are vulnerable. Church members are vulnerable. Everyone is vulnerable. But as a child of God who wants to honor God with their life because he gave himself for you, because he shed his blood for you, because he gave you his name, if you want to honor him, you will have to make the decision to stay pure. So it begins with a decision. And I pray that this morning all of us in this room and those watching online will make the decision to live pure. Romans 6, 12 says, Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its laws. Do not let. Do not let. It has to do with you. You are the one who will make the decision. That is number one. Number two. Number two. Do not follow trends and fads. Fashions. Do not follow trends and fads. Be careful not to want to fit in. Do not follow trends and fads. Be careful not to want to fit in. Some of the issues we have is we want to fit in. We want to be accepted. We want to feel belong. Be careful. Be careful with fashion. Be careful with fads. Be careful with new trends. If they said the fashion now is to dress like this, will that dress in honor your own God? Does this speak morality? You have to check that. We have a different guideline. We have a different rule. Will it honor God? So don't follow trends and fads. Be careful not to want to fit in. Be careful. If they say cohabiting is the trending thing, can still check the consequences of cohabiting. Do you know what it can lead to? Don't follow trends and fads. If we say, if they say this is the dressing that they now do, and in doing it, everything that God made private has been made public. Have you checked? Was God foolish when he made certain things private? Didn't you know that they are so precious to him that when Adam and Eve made themselves naked, he had to kill an animal to cover them? That's important. He had to take the life of an animal to cover their nakedness. And so why are you using the money God has blessed you now to expose what he has made private? We must be careful. Not to want to fit in. And so they will say she's dressing like a Jew woman. Look at how he's dressed. No, we have a different standard. We have a different standard. Number three, flee all forms of sexual immorality. Now remember I said flee is the word abscon, to bold. Now listen carefully. God has not called you and I to fight sexual immorality. He called us to flee. He didn't call us to fight it. He called us to flee. Thank you for encouraging me there. And nobody showed us that example like Joseph. When it comes to sexual immorality, you flee. You abscond. You run. You do anything possible to take off. Tell your neighbor, take off. Nobody has the anointing to stand and fight it. And by all means, don't stand there trying to evangelize it. <laughs> Joseph didn't say, I'm going to cast out the spirit of harlotry from this Potiphar's wife. 
and he was anointed very anointed he knew that anointing does not work like that we are not called to evangelize sexual immorality we are called to flee from it you flee you run no man no woman that has blood flowing in their body is anointed enough to fight it you will fall the cure given by the owner who created us is to we flee and in fleeing what do you do cut off every trigger cut off every trigger and triggers are different for different ones of us cut off every trigger for somebody the internet is a trigger cut it off for somebody certain friends are triggers cut them off for somebody going to certain places are triggers cut them off what are you doing you are fleeing you are fleeing you are fleeing don't be in the wrong place at the wrong time watch what you watch watch what you watch watch what you open your ears to watch what you touch watch what you watch be careful with what you put before your eyes it is in that wisdom that job said i have made a covenant with my eyes not to look because the tendency is that when you look the eyes are the windows to the soul whatever you look and keep looking will become what you desire watch what you watch and can i tell you the smartness of the world what they have done now is that they have smuggled it into everything and so if you are not careful now right in the middle of news news that is supposed to be proper right in the middle of news sexual immorality will pop up anywhere you go and everywhere you go somebody is trying to advertise roofing sheet and then he puts a naked woman what has a naked woman got to do with roofing sheet they are smart they have smuggled it into cartoons they are smuggled it into soaps they are smuggling it into our daily life series everywhere you go and so we must learn to flee you can't fight tell your neighbor you can't fight it you won't win say flee say flee flee another thing is surround yourself surround yourself with people who value people who value sexual purity i can tell you that there is nothing as powerful in the physical realm like association the people who are around you they can influence you beyond what you know they will keep eroding away your line until the line disappears completely you keep sitting with them you keep seeing them doing it they may not even say anything before you know it i had a friend who was very very hot for christ very hot for christ in this city very very hot for christ business took him to lagos he was good in his business he was a brand consultant before i knew it i started seeing him with all kinds of people before i knew it i heard that he follows them to the club to discuss the business he said it's the best place to discuss the before i knew it one of the teenagers that he taught here many years ago was in lagos and ran into him right in his car was gin was cigarette was all kinds So the people that surround you. The Bible says 1 Corinthians 15:33, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. When God says do not be deceived, don't be wiser than God. He is telling you that you can be deceived. That is what he's saying. He is telling you in plain English, you can be deceived. And before you know it, you will be deceived. Look at David's son. Fine boy. Temptation came. He began to like his sister, his own sister. And there is a law, you shall not commit incest. We'll talk about them. It's part of sexual immorality. But because of the kinds of friends he's keeping. And so one of the friends came and said, oh boy, why are you looking like this? He said, man, 
I just didn't fall for this, my sister. I just like her. The guy said, oh, that's not a problem. Tomorrow, you are going to pretend like you are sick. And then tell your dad that she should bring food for you. When she brings food for you, rape her. If he was a good friend, he would say, how can you go low like that? She's your sister. Wake up, my friend. With all the babes in this city, is it your sister? What's wrong with you? And he'll borrow sense. <laughs> but... <laughs> But because he surrounded himself with people whose values are low, you must begin to make an editing of your friends. If their values are not the same values with you, you may lose some privileges. You may lose some certain pecs. But hey, the Bible says if your eyes causes you to sin, gorge it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better to enter heaven with half body than to go to hell with eyes and hands that are complete. His friend brought all kinds of trouble upon him. Surround yourself with what? Oh, look at the time. If the passion has become too hot for you, you can't handle it. Get married. Get married. Get married. Now there's a caveat. Not that marriage is a cure it all, but it helps. I'm not the one that said it. Marriage is not a cure it all, but it helps. If you are married and you are still going beyond your marriage to commit sexual immorality, your case is a little bit different. 1 Corinthians 7, 1. Now, concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. He's not saying men should not touch women. That's not what he's saying. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own and let each woman have her own. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her and likewise also the wife to her husband. If you have come to a place where you have prayed and you can't hold yourself, marry. And that is why in this church we don't give any bogus guidelines for marriage. Don't, go, don't insist that until you build a house, buy a car, have service before you marry. And sisters, please, when they come, make it easy. Make it easy. These are the things you should insist on. Insist that they are born again. Insist that they are born again. Insist that they have a vision. Insist that they are born again. Insist that they have a vision. Insist that they are not lazy. Forget about all other things. Born again, loving the Lord, has a vision. He's going somewhere and he's not lazy. That's all. Every other thing will be added. If he's born again, loving the Lord, has a vision, and is not lazy, every other thing will be added. Those are the things you insist on. Don't insist on any other thing. Make it easy for them. They are afraid to come. Make it easy. And so, it's not a cure-all for sexual immorality, but scripture says it will help. The next thing. Let me jump. Time is over. Always, always think about the consequences of sexual sins when you are facing the temptation. Always, always think about the consequences. Listen carefully. Sexual sins will promise you what it cannot deliver. But at the end of the day, he will make you pay a price you are not willing to pay. And take you further than where you are willing to go. The Bible says it will reduce a man to a crust of bread. A crust of bread. That is the lowest you can go. And in another place he says any man that engages in it lacks understanding. And what we know about understanding is the Bible says those without understanding that dwell in the congregation of the dead. It's heavy. Always think of the consequences. The consequences on your faith 
what it will do to other believers and what it will do to unbelievers who are looking at you to come in. What it will do to your wife. What it will do to your children. What it will do to the name of the Lord. Think about it. Think about it. Think about the doors it will open to the enemy. And when the enemy comes, he will not come with mercy. Think about the consequences. Think about the consequences. Think about the consequences. It will make you pay more than you want to pay. It will take you farther than you want to go. And it will be too late. What else should we do? For husbands, make your relationship with your wife transparent. The Bible says the two became one. They were naked and they were not ashamed. No husband and wife should have passwords on their phones that their wife or husband does not know. It's not godly. It's demonic. The enemy is setting you up. All that thing about this one is business. I don't want her into some certain secrets of my business. She's your helper. She has the anointing you need for your business. Your wife must know your password, all your passwords. Your husband must know your password, all your passwords. They were naked and not ashamed. You can't have any hidden bank account somewhere that your wife doesn't know about. Because you know what? The enemy will turn it to a funding place for immorality. But if your wife knows, it helps. It helps. Be transparent. They were naked. This is from Genesis. From the beginning, he was setting guidelines. From the beginning. Don't sit there and say, in my place. If you are in your place, you are still in culture. Faith in Christ is superior to culture. Culture didn't create you. Culture didn't create you. So culture doesn't even know the upside down of certain things that they do. They don't know the implication. That's why Jesus came. He says, don't let tradition make the power of the gospel useless. No, you have become one. Are there bad husbands? Yes. Are there bad wives? Yes. You use wisdom to manage them. Manage the one that you have married. I didn't marry him for you. In First Peter, it says, dwell with your wife with understanding. You flip it, dwell with your husband with understanding. You have married them. Study them to understand them so that you can use the understanding to dwell with them. They are your own. They are your own. It helps. It helps. It helps. I saw one funny this thing the other day. The guy was bathing with soap in his eyes. And then the phone rang. This guy ran out of the bathroom before the wife gets to the phone. How can a man be suffering like that? All my children use my phone. My wife, in fact, they use it more than me. The only time I have access to it more than them is when I'm out of the house. Why? I'm not foolish. It will help me. I am tempted like everybody. And if I have a little space of secret, I don't know what I'll become. So I give room for people to supervise me, my wife and my children. I know that if I try anything funny between my wife and these smart little ones, they will find something. And they'll say, Daddy, what is this? It helps me. Let's get help. Let's get help. Let's get help. How do we work on this? If you begin to get attracted to anybody, which is normal, expose it. Expose it. Talk to somebody about it. We do that as pastors. Oh boy, I, this babe, they enter my eyes. Eh, oh yeah, sit down here. <laughs> no, we don't do it like that. We, we, don't, we don't do it like that. We don't do it like that. Sin thrives in secrecy. Get accountability partner. Talk to somebody. Every time I see this girl, even though I'm married, I feel like this. You are not the first person. They'll help you out of it. They'll help you out of it. They'll help you out of it. The time is not friendly. I kept this for the last. I kept this for the last. Pursue the knowledge of God. Pursue righteousness and develop a healthy reverential fear for God. 
Don't you ever get yummy, yummy with God to where you lose fear for him. Don't. Pursue the knowledge of God. Develop a healthy, reverential fear for him. Walk with the Holy Spirit. He is called the Holy Spirit because part of his work is to keep us, help us live holy. Fellowship with him. Read the word. Psalm 119, 9 and 11. How can a man keep his way pure? Is by taking heed to the commandments of God. The word of God is a cure. The Holy Spirit is a cure. Pursuing righteousness with other believers is a cure. Timothy says, flee all youthful lust. And then he says, pursue peace, righteousness with those who have the same faith. So join other believers and be pursuing righteousness together. It helps. Glory to God. Flee also youthful lust. But after you flee, pursue righteousness. Faith, love. With those who call on the name of the Lord, out of what? So join her with other believers and let's pursue righteousness. The time is gone, but we have three weeks. Anything that is out of this one today, we'll put in next week. I want you to know that God loves you. Thank you. I want you to know that God loves you. There are some of us here, you are struggling with sexual immorality. He told me to tell you in English language, I still love you. He loves you. He hates the sin, but he loves you with an everlasting love. And what he wants you to do is to come out of the sin. He will help you come out, and as a church, will help you stand so that you can give him glory. The enemy is using this to steal your joy, to steal your peace. But he says for me to tell you, I still love you. He wants to help you. He wants to bless you. I took time to pray. I'm not sure where I, when I slept this morning, but I prayed into the mid-morning for you that you will not be stubborn towards God this morning, but that you will yield. Some of you, heavy destinies are waiting for you, except for this part of your life. There are marriages that will receive authentic, sudden healing this morning. If only they will yield. He says for me to tell you, he loves you. He's not condemning you. He loves you. Let's close our eyes. Let's close our eyes. I'm going to make a call. You want the help of God. You now know that the will of God is sexual purity. And you want God to be pleased with your life. You want to please God and you want God to be pleased with your life. He has already told me to tell you he loves you. And there is nothing you have done that he will not forgive you. Nothing. 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 There is no sin you have committed that he will not forgive you. He says for me to tell you that he is also ready to forgive you. Not just to forgive you, turn a new leaf and begin to bless you. He told me that clearly. He also told me that when you come, he will start with you afresh. And he will take away the guilt and the pain. He said that. That is for one set of people. Another set of people is, you have not known Jesus. But he is the one who helps us by his spirit. The Holy Spirit. You want to be connected to him. Now, let me tell you why this, this service is important. It's our first service in the second half. The first half of the year is gone. This is the second half. God wants to begin afresh with you and do something good for you. And so you say, Pastor, I want you to pray with me. Raise your hand. I will pray with you. Raise, thank you. Thank you. Raise your hand. Raise it properly. Raise it properly. I'll pray with you. Raise it properly. Raise it properly. You say, Pastor, thank you. I'll thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to know that he loves you and he wants to bless you and he wants to encourage you. Somebody is saying, if, they, if I go out now, they'll think that I am sexually immoral. No, that is not true. That is not true. We all came out at certain times. Our life is individual. 
You may come here, somebody brought you to church, but your life is not dependent on that person. God is dealing with you as an individual. You say, Pastor, pray for me, pray with me. Number one, I want to honor God with my body, with my mind, with everything that I have. I will pray with you. Number two, you say, Pastor, I want to know Jesus. I will pray with you. Number three, you say, Pastor, I want this second half to be better for me than all the time I have spent. I will pray for you. Can I see your hand, my brothers and my sisters? Thank you. Thank you. I like the way that hand went up. Thank you. Thank you. Be bold about it. Be bold about it. Somebody else will say, Pastor, everything you said, I didn't hear. I just know that I need prayers. Yes, why not? He says, my house shall be called the house of prayers. I'll pray with you. Raise your hand. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. And if you are a first-time visitor, there's nothing wrong with you coming to the altar and let the God of Family Worship Center visit you this morning. You can also join them. If your hands are up, please stand where you are. Stand where you are. Be bold. Be courageous. Stand where you are. Stand where you are. Be bold. Be courageous. Take your Bible. Take your phone. Your phone. Your Bible your bags, whatever you came to church with, and come to the altar. Let me pray with you. 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 Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.